holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. There are 10,000 wine grape varietals worldwide. Here's to thousands and thousands of gift possibilities. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes? Simply delicious. I know just the right $10 bottle for your white elephant party. The most stolen gift award is yours guaranteed. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Welcome, everyone, to Motorcycle Madhouse, episode 41. We're getting up there in the episodes, aren't we? Today, I'm going to be taking a little field trip out to the river. So the first segment, I am actually going to be recording at the river. So if you hear any birds and stuff like that, that's because I wanted to get out of this house after this surgery and get moving. A lot of today's subjects we're going to be talking about is quite uh, frankly in your face and something that needs to be uh, talked about out there. Especially the first segment where we talk about motorcycle clubs letting in fucking pedophiles. Can you believe this shit? I've seen it uh, online and you'll hear more about it in the uh, segment later on. We're also going to be talking about uh, the gangsterism that uh, seems to be tooken, taking hold in the motorcycle club community. But with that, you guys, hang on to your hats, man. It's going to be a wild ride. Crack that throttle and let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. Me on. Suck me sideways. Are you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Hollywood's motorcycle madhouse on iHeartRadio. But this morning, I want to talk about something I uh, seen floating around there out in cyberspace. It was actually uh, exposed through IOTC uh, this morning. They, they put up. Uh, picture of a member that has let's say uh not the best of records man uh he was charged with rape statutory uh i don't know what the story is behind it one thing i do know is what the hell is going on with clubs to have that kind of guy wearing a patch you know it's not only him i've seen it in (laughs) a lot of other clubs as well you know, mostly out bad. You know, most of them are not in uh, major clubs and stuff like that. But come on, a sexual offender in your fucking club wearing your patch? What the hell has happened to the club community that that's being allowed now? Back in the day, man, that was taboo. You got rid of some punk bitches like that. But now all of a sudden they're out on Facebook wearing your cuts? And you can look them right up and, yeah, right there, right, statutory rape, sexual predator. You know, what kind of fucking shit is that, man? It used to be where we go medieval on some motherfucker like that. Come on, especially those that go after kids. There's nothing better, you know what, (laughs) 
medieval is exactly right. Used to be fucking, oh my god, that's a subject that gets to me. It really is, because you try to take an innocence of a child, you're nothing but a worthless piece of shit. I don't care if you try to call you a biker, or what the hell you're trying to call yourself. But I do know, we used to never associate with them. But now all of a sudden they're wearing patches all over the internet. So, has it come to where the background checks ain't being done, or it's just coming down to, hey, we got to get as many bodies as we can so we can match the fierceness of Sons of Anarchy, or we want to be the next big thing. You know, that's one thing about the clubs, especially these new ones. Uh, they don't understand. They're building, the, you get a chapter, they don't even build that, and next thing you know, they're out there trying to go nationwide. They're trying to be the next 81, the next outlaws, the next fucking pagans, Mongols, whatever. What they don't happen to, well, let's take the Hells Angels and the Outlaws, for example. They've been around over 70 years. It took them over 70 years to build their brotherhood. And the reason why they got that big is because two things. They followed their bylaws, and they screened their membership. They got, you know what, they got straight up fucking brothers, man. They didn't have people out there with, you know, sexual records. What kind of shit is that nowadays? You're that freaking hard up that you got to go out there and get a sex offender. Ain't that an embarrassment? Or am I just like out of tune because I've been out of the club scene so long? As an independent? Hell with that shit, man. You know, the guys in the joint have it right when it comes to them people. <laughs> no mercy. You take a freaking innocence of a child, you're nothing but a piece of shit. You're not even human, man. There was an old saying, you want forgiveness, go to God. We'll freaking uh, arrange the meeting for you. That's the way it used to be with sexual uh, predators and all those people who go out, you, you know, with the rape shit. That's the way it used to be. And if you got to go rape a fucking chick, what kind of fucking man are you? You that hard up, you can't go out there and get it the right way? What, you gotta prove that, you know, you're some kind of man that you can control some woman? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny, those that, those are the guys that usually end up some bitch in the joint. You know, hooking out and shit like that to pay their fucking uh, cell rent. But, you know, that, that just agitated the shit out of me, seeing that. You know, what do you guys think? You know, here we are. Supposed to be the last of uh, the rebels, if you will. Last of, uh, you know, what is true to be a man. And you're out there associating with them kind of people. Right there, you to pull it up. There's his uh, record right there. Rape. And it had statutory with it. So let me guess, there'll be some kind of, you know, one of them came out there. I guess it was his fucking broad girlfriend. And that I have no idea about. Any broad that would be with a sexual freaking offender is just beyond me. You know, have some respect for yourself, for Christ's sakes. Really. You know. But anyway, she comes on there. Well, you don't know the whole story. Well, this is the story I know, man. He's on there for rape. <laughs> That's the story I know. I don't need no any other fucking story. He's on the fucking list. Fuck him.
you know, and I know with the swearing and stuff like that, YouTube will probably jerk this video, but uh, it just pisses me off with this society. You know, the other day, these leftists, uh, these far-left radicals, they're going around posting uh, posters saying that pedophiles are people too. You know, screw that shit. They ain't people. They had a picture of them holding a young kid's hand with them little fucking hearts and trying to say pedophiles are people too. No, they're coward son of a bitches. That's what they are. They deserve no mercy. That's what's wrong with society today. We lost our way. We lost our moral equivalency that we used to have as Americans. We now become such a PC culture that it's hidden the biker culture. That is unreal. And clubs at that. What the hell? Are you crazy? How do you have your club patch on a pedophile? And people wonder what the hell's wrong with the club scene. You know, I was talking to a guy uh, this morning, and he's been in it for, fuck, 30 years. He was one of the tops in one of his clubs. And the same thing he said. It's either becoming about bodies, money, or numbers. That's all it is. What happened to the so-called brotherhood everybody goes around saying, you know, yelling at the top of their young lungs about? Oh, yeah. That's right. It's brotherhood until some shit goes down, and then the rats abandon that ship. Just like we talked about in uh, yesterday's video, you want to be a gangster. So, there's awesome clubs out there. And you know what? Everybody bumps on the protocol shit. Well, let me tell you something about protocol. And the reason why the major dominance do do to shit. Not only do they don't want people running out there acting a fool and getting them shit, but the protocol kept this kind of bullshit away. It kept the sex offenders out. It kept, you know what, there was an honor among thieves. And there is no honor whatsoever having a pedophile wearing your patch. That's asinine, that's coward, because you can't take care of the motherfucker. And how you can be associated with that is beyond me. It's just sick. You know, if you want to look at it, IOTC is actually Iron Order Truth Crew. They got a page over on uh, Facebook. You know, I really like the content because they do a service for the, uh, the biker community. Actually, the motorcycle com uh, club community. Because they put out people who are out bad... They put out, you know, the people that try to start up these clubs, and they really expose what needs to be exposing. And lastly, what the hell is that, by the way, with all these clubs that just start off want to throw a one percenter patch on? What the hell is that? What did you do to be a one percenter? What, did you just go down to the local embroidery store and say, hey, I need a one percenter patch or buy it off of fucking eBay? What have you done? Who the hell are you? Nine times out of ten, no, 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 no. let me uh, rephrase that. Ten times out of ten, you sit in your backyard. Why? Because you know you can't back that one percenter patch up. 
So why not follow the protocol? Go through it the right way, man. Get out there. That way you'd party with other clubs. Who needs a one percenter patch anyway nowadays? You got all these fucking cops all over you. Who needs it? Even the bigger clubs are getting away from it. But it's a way for you guys to go out there, pump your chest, say you're Billy Badasses, and look cool. You want to look the part. When you don't need to do that shit to look the part, man. You don't need that to be a motorcycle club. You know, this all started... Shit, it had to be, well, fuck, probably with a busky, that fucking lollipop motherfucker. Because he couldn't do a prospect time with a club. He decided to start his own to get around it. And now it's a phenomenon throughout the motorcycle club scene. That's why, you know, you get people asking, well, why don't the dominance doing nothing about these clubs? Well, there's fucking a million of them. They're like fucking rats everywhere. How the hell can they do anything? You take one down, you got 20 popping up. And with all the freaking cop callers out there, what the hell you expect them to do? <laughs> really? What the hell you expect these dominants to do? Yeah, the scene's gone to fucking hell. Maybe that's why I'd never fucking ride again. You know, do I miss the club scene? Hell yeah. I miss the fucking Pistons a lot. But, Jesus Christ, what's going on there? I feel sorry for all the guys. <laughs> you know, to see that pop up in the internet, I think that set me off this morning. And, you know, that in conjunction of seeing that damn poster of, you know, pedophiles or people too. No, fuck that, man. The biker community should never allow that kind of bullshit. Never, ever. So, you know, that's just my uh, two cents this morning. Um... Uh, I'll get some of the news popping up again tomorrow. I know people like the biker angle morning news stuff. But I like doing the uh, little opinion section uh, too. Since the surgery, I've been able to get out and about and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I'm going to join the outdoors. Sitting over here by the Rock River and all that good shit. You know, there's a lot of rivers around me. So getting out and about using this new phone that I got trying to record. I'm also going to... Try to get some lives going on YouTube. If I can figure out how to do this phone, I like to do live once a month. And uh, but anyway, you know, let me know your comments below. What you think about people that are pedophiles wearing a damn three-piece patch? Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of the Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Valorous Throttle and Valorous Fitness Custom Clothing Line is bringing the motorcycle and fitness culture together. Be heard and stand out in the crowd with our custom apparel and clothing. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll bring your ideals to life. We're also proud sponsors of Motorcycle Madhouse on Insane Throttle. Check us out on www.outoftheboxclothingandproductsllc.com. We have great feedback and we'll do our best to keep it that way.
Hey riders, this is little brother Trucker from Storm Kicker, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of iTunes? Head on over to stormkicker.com. And don't forget, ride on. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Now, let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more.
Got It by Jonathan Dimble, the worst and the best, his new album. Coming up, we're going to be talking about another good subject here that's raising a little bit of eyebrows over on YouTube that I did. It is called The Next Segment, So You Want to Be a Gangster. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and my new book, The New Age of Viking and Brotherhood, is coming out to Kindle and all major ebook platforms September 1st. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. I will expose some of those people who claim to be biker experts and others I expose for what they are doing to the scene for personal gain. This book is sure to light the internet ablaze. The exact reason why I chose to write this book in the first place. The internet has had a negative effect on the biker scene. This is especially the case for motorcycle clubs. Once a proud tradition of being a motorcycle club member to many, it's no longer the case because those who have no business being in a club have decided to go around those traditions and use the internet to start their own. Buckle up and get ready for a wild ride. This book will hit on the issues no one wants to talk about. Hopefully in some small way this book will help people make some changes to the club scene before it's too late. a lot of people who've been asking about what they should do regarding you know cops and all that good stuff and it I guess it depends on what kind of situation you're in if you're in a regular traffic stop or something like that uh, don't be a dick you know being a dick gets worse but when you get in a situation where you're about to get charged the best word of advice anybody can give you is shut your mouth don't talk give them your name your birthday that's it then get on the phone get a lawyer or make them get you a lawyer because these people are not your friends at that point their only goal their only job is to get you charged and to make sure that charge is going to up be held in court a little skip on my video there but uh, that's what their job is they're not your friends first thing they're gonna do is try to play your friend though they're gonna say hey you know we're gonna try to help you out and you know all you have to do is tell us what happened give us details see if anybody else was involved they're gonna try to get at them because most of the time they're always looking for the bigger fish that's what cops do, that's what prosecutors do. Always looking for the next fish. And as it's in regards to clubs, they're always trying to go after the officers. And they're going to use you to do it. They're going to use you, you know, it's like the Civil War. They're going to pin brother against brother. That's how they work, especially at the Fed level. And one thing you got to remember at the Fed level they got a 97, 98% conviction rate. The Fed's got all the money in the world, all the resources in the world. So don't think you're going to go in there all Billy Badass and uh, beat a Fed rap. Because most of the time when you're in federal court at that point, 
you're just looking for the best deal. You know, that's, <laughs> that's where you're at <laughs> with the feds. And that's been proven time and time again, not only in the biker world, but, you know, in the other aspects of the life as well. And when I talk about the other aspects of life as well, I'm talking about if you want to be a gangster, be prepared to suffer consequences. You know, today I'm filming over at the Pecatonica River, but I'm also in a historical cemetery. And the reason why I'm here is because, like I was told by my great uncle when I started working for him, I don't know, it had to be 14, 15 years old. You only got two choices when you get into that kind of stuff. You either got prison or you got the grave. And that couldn't be more true. You know, a lot of the people I went to school with and knew on the street, half of them have to be in jail right now and a lot of them got killed, you know, doing the street game. Where I grew up was uh, Melrose Park, Elmwood Park. I grew up Basically, I, well, I was on Grand in Harlem, so you walk across the street, you're in Chicago. And it was a lot different back when I was growing up than it is today. And the people were a lot different than they are today, let me tell you. A lot of people ask me about Machikari and stuff like that. That's a name I've been using since I was a kid. I've always used that name. Uh, that's what everybody knew me as around the neighborhood because... Jimmy Machikari, my great uncle, was my grandmother's sister, or her brother, I'm sorry. And they were first uh, generation Italian on American soil. Their parents came over from, my great grandparents came over from uh, Italy, early 20s. Uh, Machikari was my grandmother's name, or my great grandmother's name, and Romano was my great grandfather's name. So, they came here, Taylor Street, the whole nine yards. Anybody from Chicago knows Taylor Street. <laughs> but, that's the first thing my great uncle taught me. I was, you know, close to him. And, it couldn't be, you know, it was the truth straight up. And a lot of stuff that I got taught, and that's why a lot of people get confused with some of the viewpoints that I have because they don't mix with a lot of the biker culture especially when it comes to trust or brotherhood or stuff like that because you know brotherhood to me is sacred in the sense of family and family is the ultimate for me you know, everybody else is just an associate. Or, you pretty well damn well know me for a long time before I get even into that uh, type of position. And I know I've caught flack about that in the biker community, but that's just the way I was taught. You know, in the neighborhood, it was all about family and everybody else you had to keep an eye on. And that goes towards, if you want to be a gangster, there's nobody out there you can trust. Nobody's a brother out there. No damn way. Nobody's a brother in the gangster world, man. It's your, you know what? It's funny. Your best fucking friend in the gangster world is the one that's going to pop you behind the ear. 
gonna put a 22 right behind your head and just pop your ass gonna take you out for a nice freaking dinner go party get some blowjobs from a couple broads and bring you back home next thing you know you walk into a room with some plastic sheeting on the fucking floor and uh it's light it's out that's how that world works man it's all about the green all about the power and people need to realize that if you're gonna get into that kind of uh lifestyle you know you got a lot of people out there that talk some smack that they did this they did that or i was this or i was that well it all comes down to the street cred what are you doing now that's what the first thing you should be asking these people what are you doing now who are you and most of the time you're going to find out they're nobodies because, you know, previous organizations and, you know, in the biker world anyway, you know, previous organizations have no ties to them. And this goes out, of, especially to those that are out bad. You know, I uh, look at IOTC a lot and see a lot of these new clubs popping up and a lot of them are out bad. And their clubs don't want nothing to do with them. And, you know, they're called revenge clubs and shit like that. Those are the people you really want to stay away from because being put out like that, it's one guy's word against freaking a whole entire club. And let me tell you, in some of these clubs, they got some stringent processes for putting somebody out bad. It just ain't, you know, something they use to uh, piss on somebody's Wheaties. There was some serious shit that went down, and that's the reason these people were put on bad. On the street, most of the time, you end up clipped, you know, if you, you go awry with some of these organizations. You know, in the next segment, segment I'm actually going to have uh, where I go over rats and confidential informants. And the reason why I'm so against freaking cops and these fucking informants and shit like that. Because it always does stick in my mind. If you get in this life, you should know what the hell you're getting into and accept it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that bugs me about, you know, motorcycle clubs that go around acting all tough. And next thing you know, they get popped. And they're singing like little fucking birds. And you're supposed to respect that? No. That ain't respect. And you know what? On the level of respect, the way I was you know, brought up and taught about respect was it's what you do on the streets. It's, you know, your actions. Other than that, just because you wear somebody's patch or you're friends with somebody, that respect has to be hard-earned. And... You got to test people constantly. That's what I do. I, I test them constantly. You know, I'll throw shit out there, see if it comes back around, because they're the only person that knows it. And if it comes back around, you know not to trust that motherfucker. Get rid of him. That, it's that simple. Cut ties, bye, see ya. But that's, you know, I know you wanted to hear about what to do with cops. That's fine. But... I think it goes a little more deeper than that because the club scene now is going in the direction where you see a lot of these young bucks want to get out there, sell the dope, do the outlaw thing, and play Sons of Anarchy, basically. And that's not what being a true biker is about. Even a true outlaw. 
That's not what it's about. It's not go about going out there freaking shooting at people, killing people, you know, pushing drugs, pushing pussy. You know, I know everybody needs to make a living, but you got to accept the consequences when the shit comes down and don't take your brothers with you. And sure to hell, you don't testify against them in court. You know, what kind of shit is that, really? Testifying against people that you call brother in court. It, it, that's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. But the next story, or the next segment anyway, right after this one, uh, I'm going to talk about a little article and my thoughts on that. And like to see what you guys think. Put your com- you know, put your comments in the comment section. All that good stuff. And let's get this discussion going, because I think a lot of people are tired of clubs going around messing with the other clubs and saying how Billy badass they are and how they don't like cops, how they hate cops, and the next thing you know, they're filled with them. But. Uh, I'll see you in the next segment. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and my new book, The New Age of Biking and Brotherhood, is coming out to Kindle and all major ebook platforms September 1st. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. I will expose some of those people who claim to be biker experts and others I expose for what they are doing to the scene for personal gain. This book is sure to light the internet ablaze. The exact reason why I chose to write this book in the first place. The internet has had a negative effect on the biker scene. This is especially the case for motorcycle clubs. Once a proud tradition of being a motorcycle club member to many. It's no longer the case because those who have no business being in a club have decided to go around its traditions and use the internet to start their own. Buckle up and get ready for a wild ride. This book will hit on the issues no one wants to talk about. Hopefully in some small way this book will help people make some changes to the club scene before it's too late. Okay, this is the article I was talking about in the previous segment when I was going over all this stuff about the life and what to expect and all that good jive. Five members, or alleged members, and associates of La Costa Nostra indicted for racketeering and related charges. Defendants operated loan sharking and illegal gambling businesses in South Brooklyn. A 32-count indictment was unsealed today in federal court in Brooklyn. Two inducted members and two associates of the Colombo organized crime family. With racketeering, including predicate acts of extortion, extortionate collection, money laundering, and illegal gambling. The indictment also charges one inducted member of the Gambino organized crime family of La Costa Nostra with collection and related conspiracy. The indictment relates to the defendant's alleged criminal activities in Brooklyn, Staten Island, and elsewhere between 
2010 and June 18. The defendants, Jerry Siri, also known as Fat Jerry, a member of the Colombo family, Vito DeFalco, also known as Victor, and The Mask, a member of the Colombo family, Salvatore DiZano, also known as Sal Heaven, an associate of the Colombo family, Anthony Lachicha, also known as Anthony Suits, a member of the Gambino family, and Joseph Maratia, an associate of the Colombo crime family. We're arrested today and scheduled to be arraigned this afternoon between before Magistrate Judge Raymond Reyes Jr. Richard Donahue, the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of uh, New York, William Sweeney, Assistant Director in Charge, Federal Bureau of Investigation, New York Field Office, and James O'Neill, Commissioner, New York City Police Department, announced the charges. Quote, this investigation shows that members of the Costa Nostra continue to prey on members of our community, enriching themselves and their criminal network by making extortionate loans and using threats of violence to collect. State United States Attorney Donahue, quote, rooting out traditional organized crime, dangerous and corrupting influence continues to be a high priority for this office and our law enforcement partners. Maybe them cocksuckers should start in Washington. Quote, as alleged in the indictment, these defendants instilled fear in the hearts of their victims through threats of violence, stated FBI Assistant Director in Charge Sweeney. These extortionate threats are the trademark of the Mafia's power, but in the end, all it does is expose their weakness. While criminal organizations such as La Costa Nostra continue to work hard to embed fear and danger within our communities, the FBI New York Joint Organized Crime Task Force is working even harder to ensure the public's safety and security. You know what? Safety and security. I came from Melrose Park and Elmwood Park. And, you know, Elmwood Park's still pretty decent right now. But Melrose Park went down the fucking shitter. And <laughs> we attribute that to the FBI. Because before the FBI came in, the neighborhood used to be beautiful, used to be gorgeous, and now it's nothing but a crap fucking hole because they went after all the fellas. It was them guys who kept order in the town, kept it clean, kept it respectable. There was no drive-by shootings, there was no gangs in the fucking town. It was all controlled it was street justice. It was the best place that there was to live, was Melrose Park. Now, everything freaking, uh, what is it, north of freaking uh, North Avenue is fucking ghetto. Everything freaking south of Lake Street. <laughs> yeah, anybody live around Melrose Park, you know that. Anything south of Lake Street, you, know, you might as well go into a war zone. And this is all because the damn feds came in. And some of the people I knew that got taken down, or taken down, whatever you want to say, if you're correct and uh, wanting to do your, you know, grammar, and if it's that freaking important to you. But everything was a beautiful town. And knowing some of these guys, half the charges were made of bullshit. That I can tell you. But, uh, yeah, security of our neighborhoods. 
Yeah, we put that in the government's hand. Actually, we put immigration in the government's hand and look what the fuck we get. We put our safety and security in the hands of them. And we're supposed to believe they got the best... <laughs> the Our best interest in mind for us, right? Yeah, bullshit. The Bob is certainly diminished, but it is not dead, stated NYPD Police Commissioner O'Neill. These groups require our constant vigilance by working in close collaboration with our law enforcement partners in the FBI and the Eastern District. The NYPD will continue to ensure public safety through aggressive investigation and dismantling all these types of organized crime organizations. <laughs> you know what? They're just sitting there fucking uh, popping their fucking dicks is what they're doing. The defendants, you know, as I went up uh, above, they're innocent until proven guilty. And you can be damn sure that the FBI and the, you know what, the district uh, attorney's office are going to pull all the freaking stops. You know, that's just... One thing I don't understand is confidential informants or rats. I don't understand it. I don't see how a jury can actually believe these people. They're cutting a deal to save their ass. Sammy the Bull used to be the underboss under Gotti. They tried everything and anything to get Gotti. Why do you think they called them Teflon Don? Because they never could get anything to stick on them. But, here's a guy who admitted to 19 murders and the fucking feds gave him a deal, set him up in a fucking witness protection program in a house in Arizona. Really? That's our government. You're going to believe somebody who has to cut a deal to save their own ass. And prosecutors will come back and say, well, that's the only way we can make our case. How is that even legal in that? How is that even justice? They're basically bribing these people to have them make up all kinds of shit. And most of the time, these CIs and somebody especially like fucking Gravano is going to go out there and overstate every single thing that's ever happened to save his own ass. That's what rats do. You know, and this ain't even, this, on, this ain't only prevalent in, uh, you know, cases like this. This happens in clubs all the time. You know, on a smaller scale, because a lot of these clubs are not, you know, at the level of the Costa Nostra. But you get in there and <laughs> it, it really is funny. I'm lost for words. Because, you know, just think, I can't understand how a jury would take these people, these people's freaking testimony. They're cutting a freaking deal. And with the bikers, the one that surprises me the most, and like I brought up, in the last segment, was national officers turned on each other. How to... You, it was unheard of 
national officers of a motorcycle club turning rat like that uh, national sergeant at arms did in the banditos trial against Pike and Portillo. Then you had that freaking idiot, the one who was convicted of killing that boxer, turn rat, you know, the one that was on History Channel, uh, saying how bad he was and how much he loved his club, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, he's testifying. So, that's one thing that irks the shit out of me. Is rats and confidential informants. Motorcycle Man House with James Hollywood Bachari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. So being part of a motorcycle club, joining a motorcycle club, it ain't rocket science. It really isn't. You know, you just got to know what you're getting in for. You got to know which club you want to join. And quite frankly, if you want to play the game, if you're going to go out there and want to play gangster, then be ready to accept the consequences of your actions. There is no, you know... They set us up. They did this to us. You knew the game. Play it. It's plain and simple. If you're going to get the game, play the chess game. Because you're going to be playing in today's world with technology that <laughs> was never you know, there when I was going through all the shit. Uh, so be prepared to face the technology. Don't bitch and grime if you get busted or get caught. Because uh, you knew what you were getting in for. And if you're going to be into the gangster lifestyle, you got two choices. You're either going to rot in prison or do some heavy ass time or you're going to end up in the grave. Or, you know, like today, you're going to face a lot of rats out there. A lot of people are, you know, you throw up 5, 10, 20 years at them, they're going to rat on you in a freaking dime. So expect that. That's why there is no brotherhood when it comes to making money or having business on the streets. There is no brotherhood. I don't care what patch you wear. There is none when the shit comes down. Because it's rats jumping shit, man. Everybody out for themselves. And it's sad to say that, but it's really what it's come down to today. Because a lot of people are not used to facing that kind of time. Come on, look at you got a generation that grew up on Xbox now. And they're out there trying to play clubber. Come on, you tell me. You know. <laughs> really. That's the kind of generation you have now. So, uh, I also do get a lot of questions about what YouTube channels are cool and all that stuff. You know, personally... I like a lot of them. I like them, you know, I like most of them because the more information you can get about the biker lifestyle, the better. In the old days, it was just about Easy Rider and Outlaw Biker Magazine was the only way we got our information. So, I'm a huge believer in the more information and the more content that people put out there, the better. You know, some of the channels I like are BD or Black Dragon TV, you know, BD I call them. You know, I think he really puts on some uh, good protocol stuff. He 
gives uh, the basics to somebody who just might be coming into the motorcycle club scene. And I think he does a hell of a job, you know, no matter what uh, the haters say about him out there. Uh, another one I really like, I think my favorite channel is, is Big Kaz 1%er with uh, Chosen Few. He did that uh, documentary, Life of a One Percenter, where he had Mongols and Vagos on. So I really like his channel. I also like uh, Shade Tree Surgeon. Uh, he's a funny fucking cat, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, he's a funny freaking dude, man. He's like a jester and some shit. I really like him. Uh, another one is Adams. Uh, Adam actually just got a new 40-acre uh, campground. I believe it's in Oklahoma, and it's real biker-related. I know BD just got back from going out there. Uh, hopefully, he'll have some videos up with conversations with Adam and all that good jive. But, yeah, those are some of the channels I really like on there. Uh, you get some good information on some Facebook groups, depending on which ones you're at. Uh, you know, people bang on me because I like IOTC, and the reason why I like them is... They're like uh, the Out Bad Hall of Fame and uh, what clubs are out there destroying stuff. And that's the reason why I like IOTC. Uh, I might not agree with them on everything, you know, all that said and shit like that. But I do believe they uh, provide a valuable service to the motorcycle. Hi, this is John with Exit 27 and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Hollywood! Well, as you can tell, there was some birds in the background. That's a little field trip that I love taking. Let me tell you, after that surgery, getting out of that stuff, doing this physical therapy, I had to get out of the studio for a while, catch a ride against doctor's orders and all that good shit right there. But, uh, you know, the two segments bring up a lot of... What's going on in the biker scene? The dangers of these pop-up clubs. Because they're so busy worried about trying to expand, expand, or trying to play Jax Teller on SOA. And God knows what's going to happen when the Mayans come out here in uh, the fall. So, you know, if you're going to play Gangster Boys, you know, be prepared to uh, pay that piper, man, when it comes down. And as far as the pedophile stuff, again, <laughs> unreal. If you got a chance, go over to IOTC and take a look at that stuff. They got the pictures up there. They got the idiots' records up there, the whole nine yards. One of them was convicted of uh, child uh, predatory uh, under the age of 16. <laughs> unreal that a club would even look at that fucking guy, that fucking schmuck. Time that, you know, like I said, go medieval on some son of a bitch like that. But also, uh, this coming week's going to be pretty busy. Uh, we got a new series coming out actually on Friday, uh, August 10th. And that's going to be a big one. Uh, basically, August 10th, the Outlaws uh, Motorcycle Club. Outlaws, uh, or actually the American Outlaw Association, or AOA as they're called, one of the big four, are going to be giving their response to some stuff. And it's very rare that a club as the Outlaws, and as big as they are, as old as they are, 
actually talk to somebody from the media, press, bloggers, whatever you have. So, you know, the information that's going to be involved in this piece is uh, pretty, uh, how can I say it, uh, important for everybody to hear. Again, this is their first time ever, you know, lately anyway, putting out something like a statement or a rebuttal to something that's been going on out there. And Insane Throttle's got the ins exclusive on it. And let me tell you, it's going to light up uh, some flames out there. Going to let a lot of people know what the hell's actually up. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to New Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. There are 10,000 wine grape varietals worldwide. Here's to thousands and thousands of gift possibilities. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes? Simply delicious. I know just the right $10 bottle for your white elephant party. The most stolen gift award is yours guaranteed. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with a cheers greeting came from old Rome. When in Rome, cheers. Satisfy Auntie Alice's sweet tooth with a pairing of port and bourbon pecan pie. And just maybe, you won't get another ugly sweater this year. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can now find a perfect wine in your budget. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers. Cheers.